Our scripture for this morning starts with the phrase, they were all gathered together in one place. Maybe most any Pentecost, when you would hear that or you've read that passage, it would just seem so natural that they would all be together in one place. But here we are on the heels of a pandemic. We're gathering together in one place at one time has been a concern and something we've tried to avoid for the sake of safety. So maybe for us to hear they were gathered together in one place sounds a little bit different this year. And, and even for the folks who aren't with us in the room right now and you're worshiping with us online, we're, we are in a sense still all gathered together. And it was when they were all gathered together out of their faith, their connection to Christ, that they experienced Pentecost. I had something of a, a Pentecostish kind of experience myself during this pandemic. Um, I discovered these videos, this YouTube channel called Hot Ones. Um, if you haven't heard of it, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. But, uh, and and it's interesting to watch. It's a series of interviews. A guy named Sean Evans does these interviews, and they record them, and they're on YouTube. And he's been doing them for years, but I just discovered them. Uh, some of the language is a little, you know, adult. You might not want to watch it with your kids because they get pretty honest and open and vulnerable because the premise of the interview, it's about a 20-minute interview, but the premise is he sits down, Sean Evans sits down with each of the people he's interviewing. He interviews professional athletes, actors, uh, civic leaders, but they sit down with a plate of chicken wings, 10 wings, and each wing has hot sauce on it. And as they do the interview, they eat a wing, and they work their way down the plate, but each sauce gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. Any hot sauce fans in the room? Oh, no, okay, any online? It's me and you. <laughs> but I do. I like hot sauce. Um, Dennis, you had some of this hot sauce. You remember? Yeah, came to my house and had some of this hot sauce. But, um, but they start with, like, Tabasco sauce, if you're familiar, at, at least with that. And, and, you know, they measure the hotness of hot sauce on the Scoville scale, Scoville units. Um, it's just the measurement of the heat that you get when you eat hot sauce. And so Tabasco is around 1,000 Scoville, it's the heat in Tabasco sauce. Another one you might be familiar with is Tapatio. You might see this on the table in some restaurants. Uh, this is about 3,000 Scoville units. And I, I didn't bring the rest of them. They, they do 10. We did our own version of this at home. Kristen and I and my youngest son, Aaron, we got a wild hair. We'd watch some of these, and we thought, let's try it. And that's how Dennis got to have some after we had done it when he came to my house. But, um, but they do 10 of them, and they started 1,000, and the last one they do is about 2.5 million Scoville units. So 2,500 times hotter than Tabasco. And so instead of doing 10, we did six, and we just picked six all the way. But we had the Tabasco, and we had the hottest one. The, the two hottest ones we did, Blair's Mega Death Sauce was about 550,000 Scoville units. It came, in the package, it came with a key ring that was a skull <laughs> attached to it as your souvenir. 
So, and then we, then we had the one that's made by the same company that makes the videos uh, called the Apollo sauce, and it's made with an Apollo pepper, and it, it was about 2.5 million Scoville units. And so we'd put the hot sauce on our wings, and we went down the line eating those. So when I tell you I had sort of a Pentecost-y uh, experience during the pandemic, my tongue was on fire. <laughs> it was hot. But it, it, the, the premise of the way that he does the interviews... It's so interesting because as you work your way down the line of those wings and the sauce gets hotter and hotter and your tongue and your mouth catch fire and you, it, it starts to affect you. I mean, you start sweating, you start moving, you, you, you can't really keep the composure that you're used to having when you're sitting there eating and, and it just sort of opens you up. <laughs> and in the course of the interview, as he goes down the plate of hot wings, he's asking the person sort of more and more probing, personal, sort of deeper questions about themselves. And it's fascinating because as they get towards the, those hottest wings, I mean, that facade that we put up of professionalism and perfection and composure and all that stuff just sort of melts, literally. And, and, and it's, it's really interesting to hear the comments and perspective and reflections from these people who are always so polished and perfect. And we did the same thing. We sat at our table with the six wings and the three of us, and we asked each other questions after we ate each wing. It was interesting. But it was kind of a Pentecostal experience, I think, because to, to hear this story, it says that when they were all gathered in that place together, they heard a mighty sound. A loud roar, maybe like Ben and Dan and John and Dave playing the Holy Spirit a minute ago, like a, a mighty sound filled the room, like a rushing wind blowing through them. Like that first wind that God breathed and blew life into humanity. Here on this day of Pentecost, God breathes the mighty wind of the Holy Spirit, not just for one or two people, but for people everywhere, of every nation, tribe, and tongue. God breathed life into them, the life of the Spirit. And it filled the place. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. These followers of Jesus who had gathered together because of him in his name were filled with his spirit. Leonard Sweet wrote a book several years ago called Nudge, and it's about evangelism. And sort of unpacking what that could even mean for our day and it's a loaded term right now, evangelism or being evangelical. And, um, and he, the title of the book, Nudge, he says evangelism is really just nudges in the context of relationships. It, it's just being aware of and sensitive to and responsive to those moments, those opportunities with people you know or spend time with to offer a nudge of faith toward Christ. And the title of the first chapter of the book is Pay Attention, Every Bush is Burning. 
And, and he calls the reader to be aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our world and in everybody and everything around us. And he uses the analogy of uh, buying a car. He said, when you buy a new car, if you buy a new car, what's the first thing that happens when you buy a new car? If you're financially minded, you think about the depreciation when you drive it off the lot and it loses 30% of its value just because you drove it off the lot. Yes, true. But what's the other first thing that happens when you buy a brand new car is you start seeing it everywhere you go, right? Oh, there's my car. 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 And Lynn Sweet says it's the same with the Holy Spirit. As we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, we begin to be sensitive to and aware of where the Holy Spirit is at work all around us in the lives of people, where we see opportunities to nudge one another in the faith and in the Spirit to know the presence of God in our lives. And this Holy Spirit filled them. Filled them to the point that they just had to talk about it. (laughs) They just had to speak. Again, just like those Hot Ones interviews, when, when, when your tongue catches fire and it begins to affect you in every way to the point that you, you really can't control it, you just start talking. And, and, and in a sense, what happens in those interviews and what happens with the Spirit of God is we, we find ourselves being real. Honest. Maybe even a little unpolished. Raw in some places and in some ways about ourselves and our own lives and with each other. I mean, that's what happened to us when we were sitting at the table and we, by the time we got to Blair's Mega Death Sauce at 550,000 Scoville units, I mean, you could ask me anything. There was no way I was going to be able to hide <laughs> what was happening <laughs> in me. <laughs> I mean, it, it's coming out. There were tears. There were emotions. There, there were, I'm pretty sure there were some new languages spoken, but, but we understood <laughs> what we were saying to each other. Oh, when the Spirit moves in us and among us, how freeing it is to be who God created us to be. To be real, to be open, to be honest about our lives, about our world, and with each other, together as the Spirit fills each of us. And it says they began to speak in other languages that weren't even their own. And Jerusalem at the time, and the place where they had gathered in this feast that they were celebrating was one where people did make that pilgrimage back to Jerusalem from from all the surrounding areas and nations. All of the Jews would have come back to Jerusalem, to the temple, to celebrate this festival. And all of these different languages would have been represented. And and all of a sudden, they heard their languages being spoken. 
God, when the Holy Spirit moves in us and among us, it opens us up to a willingness to learn to speak somebody else's language. To share the gospel, to share the good news in a way that somebody else can hear it and understand it. And, and the way the to- story is told, they, they heard these new languages being spoken, that people began to speak languages that maybe weren't their own native tongue. And I don't, maybe it was miraculous. Maybe somebody who only spoke, we'll just contextualize it for today, maybe somebody who only spoke English all of a sudden spoke fluent French and could share the gospel in French to all of the French-speaking people who were around. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe the Spirit moved in them so much so that they knew there were people gathered around them, people in their vicinity, people in their area who didn't speak their language. But they had the Spirit of God welling up inside of them. They had the good news of the gospel welling up inside of them so much so that they were willing to learn the language of the other person in order to share it. And I think about Shambly, where we sit, all the languages that are spoken in our community and in our area. And that's just the literal language. Let's don't talk about the languages of the generations even, and how generations speak different languages. Oh, for a church that learns to speak the languages of the people around it so that the good news of the gospel can be shared, so that wind of the Holy Spirit that has blown through this place and filled each one of us would fill us with a desire to share it in whatever way it can be heard and received. And it says, when the people heard this sound, yes, heard the wind blowing through the place, heard the music being played, heard the sound of the languages being spoken. When people heard these sounds, the crowd gathered. When people heard their language being spoken, and in it, the love of God and the truth of the gospel in Jesus, they gathered up to listen, to hear, to know, to taste and see that the Lord is good. What does a a church in Shambly coming out of a pandemic look like filled with the wind of the Holy Spirit? We call this day the birthday of the church because it was the day that the Spirit was gifted to God's people and filled them and inspired them to go out and share. We, we call this day the birthday of the church because something new was born in God's kingdom on Pentecost. 
And even just to put this day in its historical context, the day of Pentecost happened during the Festival of Weeks, which was a Jewish celebration that occurred roughly 50 days after the Passover, which is when we celebrate Easter. Easter and the Passover, and then 50 days later, the Festival of Weeks and Pentecost. And and the Festival of Weeks became a time in Jewish tradition when they celebrated the giving of the commandments on Mount Sinai to Moses. And on this day, the day when we would recognize God giving the law, giving the commandments to God's people about how to live life, we celebrate that God has given us the Holy Spirit to show us how to live life. The way that God created us to live it. And so we celebrate the birthday of the church. Happy birthday. But what was born on this day was not an institution or a building or an organization. What was born on this day was a movement. A movement of God's Holy Spirit in God's people that stirred within them, that stirred them up, and then sent them out into the world, carried by the wind of God's Holy Spirit. I mean, going out like they had just eaten the hottest Holy Spirit chicken wings you could get your hands on, and their tongues were on fire, and they were filled with a desire to tell people about God's love in Jesus. Oh, may it be true for this church of Pentecost in 2021. Will you pray with me? And I'm going to ask you to, to just be aware of the presence of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. As we pray, uh, our musicians are going to come back and they're going to lead us in one last song after we conclude our prayer, but would, would you let this time of prayer just be an opportunity for you to feel the movement of God's Holy Spirit in you like a breeze, like a wind. Filling you with God's love and grace and God's mercy and forgiveness filling you like was shared earlier with the the fruits of the Holy Spirit love, joy, peace patience gentleness, goodness faithfulness, kindness self-control oh may that that wind that blows light a fire for you. That you and me, that we as the church go out into our world and speak in every language God's love. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.